welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. Today we'll be listening to a message from Pastor Brandon Sharp. I told Vulo this morning, <laughs> you ready for it? Out of the gate, boss. I told Vulo this morning that I was going to preach on uh, success, and uh, he said, well, if you want me to come up there and just, and just parade myself around, I'll be, uh, I'll be happy to. So people can see what, you know, success looks like. Uh, we think better in pictures. We think better with illustrated sermons. So, so Vulo, I'll keep you posted. Um, thanks for the invitation. <laughs> Father, give us wisdom and revelation and prepare our hearts for the word for us. I'm so grateful for the words that you brought to us, uh, Lord God. Uh, the plumb line and gratitude and living from a beloved life what we just sang and joy and trial and the ability to persevere and the wisdom that you'll give us, God, so we can walk worthy of your call. Help us not be forgetful hearers. Help us be doers of those words and, and this word, God. Prepare our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. So success, right? What a weird time to, to talk about success. And, and you guys are gonna have to forgive me like from the outset this morning, right? I am I am not as put together as I normally am, and that's probably perfect, but don't, don't expect a polished sermon because you're not gonna get one today. Um, and I'm probably also gonna preach a little shorter than I normally do, so, so I, I wanna prepare, I don't want you to be too disappointed, so I'm telling you now so you can endure if I go short. Um, you can get over that, you can get over that sorrow. Um, <laughs> success is, <laughs> success is strange. Success is funny, right? Think about this message, for instance. Um, when will we know success? When will I know success? You know, if, if what the Lord has given me to share and, and, and at the end of it, and, and what will I look back on? And, and will it be your response? You know, will it be, will it be prayer? Will it be, will it be who comes up after? You know, will it be, how, how, how engaging I can be? Will it be how funny, you know? Will it, be, will it be six months down the road, a year down the road? Who's remembering this word and who's still putting it into practice? Isn't that interesting? When you start thinking about success, what we base it on, right? And that's not to make it all about me. That's not to make it all about this message. That's just an easy, that's just an easy illustration, you know, to look at and go, how will I determine success in this present endeavor? Good question, right? And we do this all the time. We do it with family. We do it. When, when you got in the car this morning to drive to Eastside Church, there was a vision of success. Guess what happened when you got here and the car didn't break down? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> success, right? You had an aim. You had a goal. And it was accomplished. And that made you? Come on, Lord, they're here. Thank you. And, and, and so that applies to relationships, that applies to school, that applies to career, you know, and, and that applies to our season and where we are. And we, we, build these, we build these aims, we build these expectations, we get vision for, for these outcomes, our desired outcomes. And, and so oftentimes we can't really live in the place of the song we just sang because we're too wrapped up in our aims and our goals and our desired outcomes that are always out in front of us. 
And so, so if we wait, then we, we kind of live in this tension. We live oftentimes in this frustration. We live oftentimes in a discouraging place, a frustrating place. Because it seems like we're always chasing success. Let me just throw a wild question out to you. Could I already be successful? At the start. Right? Could we already be successful in our gathering on this Sunday morning because, because Nyla LaPointe and Francis Altamirano showed up to pray at 7.30? Right? Because, because you guys have been praying and you guys have been walking with the Lord all week. Could we be successful from the start and not have to base it on, on, on all these outcomes? You know, because what can happen, and we're gonna get more into it, you know, but for now I'm gonna define very simply from the start. Success is accomplishing goals. It's accomplishing aims, right? <clears throat> the question is, how do we define it and who defines it? And how complicated does it become? I really want to simplify something for us today in a season where everything's complicated. Would you guys agree with that? Talk to me. Does everything feel complicated right now? It feels heavy. It feels difficult to process. You have people that you love and you know and you respect and they're pursuing God and they're on, and they're on very different sides of things. And you go, Lord, I don't, like, which way's up right now? And that's difficult. And that weighs on us, right? And it, it feels difficult to find success in this season if we define it the way that it's so natural for us to define it, which is a desired outcome, right? There's a desired outcome with this day. There's a desired outcome with, with whatever school is supposed to look like right now, right? Parents, moms, dads, we're trying to figure out for students. There's a desired outcome with COVID, like go away, Right? There's a desired outcome, like we're ready to be done with masks in church and, and, and not worried about, hey, can I, can I high five you? Can I give you a fist bump? Can I hug you? Can we wrap each other up and pray and cry and love together like we're used to? There's all these desired outcomes that we have no control over. Strange, right? That's why success is kind of quirky. It's kind of funny. And that's why so oftentimes we, we struggle to live in the peace, church, that God has for us because our success is wrapped up in all of these outcomes that we have no control over. So oftentimes we feel defeated and oftentimes we feel, we feel hopeless, you know? And we live in this constant frustration, this constant place of feeling like a failure because our desired outcomes are nowhere in sight. Am I talking to anybody in the room today besides myself? Good, 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 good. So I just, I just wanna look at a couple of places, right? We're gonna start in Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, six, familiar verse. And all I really wanna point out here, right? Like, not gonna take a lot of time to go into context, and you guys know me, I love context. But it's talking about faith, it's talking about the hall of faith, it's talking about all the amazing things that the men and women of God walked in by faith, accomplished by faith. And in six, it says, without faith, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to please God. Right? Whoever comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Right? That was from memory, so hopefully we got close. <clears throat> Let's go to 
Let's do some deduction. If without faith it's impossible to please God, what pleases God? Come on. Faith. Right? So is it, is it complicated to please God? It's right there. He, he, he lays it out for us. You know, without, without faith, it's impossible, Tori. It is absolutely impossible to please the Father God, no matter the outcome that we bring about in all of our own brilliance. Are you guys with me? This is important for our season. There's so many voices saying, I know the way, this is the way, this is the answer, this is the outcome, right? We can make you successful, we can be successful together, and all of our aims, and all of our goals, and all of our outcomes are lacking faith because they're not centered on the Father, right? We will fail in that place. There are a lot of voices vying for our attention. There are a lot of voices vying for our allegiance. And I just want you to know, without faith, it's impossible. It's impossible. This can give us focus. This can, this can center us in right here. All right. Well, Father, if it, if it takes faith to please you, if, if that's what you're about, then, then I know I can, I can kind of drop this, zone out on this, not pursue this direction, and, and, and be with you more. Be with you more because, because he may not be so concerned about the outcome, church, as he is, faith. Right? It's gonna make more sense as we, as we, as we walk through, but Vulo, I'm reminded of something you said when you talked to us about gratitude, and you said, our, our ability to be grateful needs to be more wrapped up in the character and nature of who our God is than the circumstances coming our way, right? Very similar, very similar. I just wanna build, I just wanna build on that idea right there and make it less about the circumstance and more about our God, Right? in a season, in a world where everyone wants to highlight the circumstance, magnify the circumstance, talk about the circumstance, how difficult the circumstance is, where the circumstance is going. Oh, this person, that person, this party, that party. How's it gonna go in November? Where are we going? Darker times, is Jesus coming back? Circumstance, outcomes. Where is the character and nature of God in any of those conversations, right? And so, so think about success. Don't lose, don't lose the train of thought. Now turn over to 2 Chronicles <clears throat> chapter 14. I wanna to talk to you about Asa just, just for a minute because Asa, and for time's sake, I'm gonna go through it pretty quickly y'all, so, so just follow, right? Like I'm not a northerner, but I can talk fast. So, so follow. In, in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse nine, it says this, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to, to him. Now, if Jackie wouldn't have put that scripture up there and you would have been able to read the rest of it, how, how many of us, don't raise your hands, it's okay, I'm not pointing fingers, how many of us would have thought that verse was over with where I stopped? <laughs> A couple of honest people in the house, right? But in this you have done foolishly and from now on you'll have wars. So important to understand that this scripture does not stand on its own. It's a part of a larger story. And it's the story of Asa, right? And King Asa followed his, the reign of his father, Abijah, 
And the first 10 years of his reign was very peaceful. You can find it in 2 Chronicles 14, 14, 15, 16. It's the whole story of Asa, very peaceful. And Asa followed the Lord. Asa committed his heart and his people to the word and the ways of God. And he said, let's build, right? And, and when you build, when you get strong, people get jealous. And the Ethiopians got jealous. And the Ethiopians came against Judah. Asa was the king of Judah. And they brought an army of a million against an army of 580,000. You do the math, right? It's not good. It's, it's overwhelming. It looks like impending death. It looks hopeless. And as Asa goes into battle, we'll pick it up in 11. And Asa cried out to the Lord as God and said, Lord, it's nothing for you to help. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that. I have prayed that over and over and over again against circumstances that look absolutely impossible. Lord, it's nothing for you. Not only is this not impossible, this is not difficult for you. Not if you are who you say you are. Get familiar with 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 11. Lord, it's nothing for you to help either with those who have many whether with many or with those who have no power. That's us. Help us, Lord. We rest on you. And in your name, we go against this multitude. Don't let man prevail against you. Right? Which is not a selfish prayer. That's about your glory. Don't let man prevail against you. We rest on you. It's nothing for you to help. This is, what, what's the Lord calling us to right now? This this, right here, right? This is what faith looks like. Nothing is said about all that was coming against him other than, Lord, this is not difficult for you. It's nothing for you to help, whether we're able or whether we're not able. By the way, we're not able, right? Unless you show up, we don't exist. We're wiped out. We rest on you. Don't let man prevail against you. And, and the Lord struck the Ethiopians. Mighty blow. It says the Ethiopians were broken before the Lord. They could not recover. Asa and the army of Judah tracked them down, even took their animals. They took it. They took it all. They took it all back. You know, one of the things I want to say here, church, is God didn't lay a lot out. Yeah, this is, this is the plan. This is what's gonna do like. You do this right here, then I'm gonna do this right here, and this is what the, it's not there. It's not there. There's not even any assurance that God gave Asa that God was gonna come through. And he was gonna wipe the enemy out. It's not there. There's just a charge into battle with, Lord, you're my only hope. You're my only hope. You guys see that, right? Beautiful, beautiful response. Beautiful prayer. I would love to say that Asa finished his whole life that way. It wouldn't be the story. You can read it. After that, there's, there's covenant. There's, there's an explanation from the prophet Oded that says, that says, let me explain what just happened. You, you devoted yourself to God and he was found by you. He came through by you. And as long as you seek him, he'll be found by you. But if you forsake him, he'll forsake you, right? That's there. And then, and then Asa strengthens himself. There's more to the story. Go read it, y'all. He strengthens himself and, and he makes covenants and he makes oath and he, he rids the land of, of, of idol worship. And he does all these things, even to the point of removing his own queen mother because she was, a, she was an idolater. 
very committed. Even to the point of anyone who doesn't seek the Lord, that one's gonna be put to death. Like you don't get more committed. And, and for the next 25 years, there's peacetime in Israel. Peacetime in Judah, rather. And then in the 36th year, the king of Israel, his name's Basha, comes up against them. He builds Ramah, it's right outside the city, as a way to keep anyone from going in, going out. It's a control game. It's, it's border control. That's really what it was. A, a much less powerful enemy than Asa watched God defeat 25 years earlier. And, and there's nothing in Asa's response that leans on, on the character and nature of God. Nothing. We pick it up in 16.1, in the 36th year of the reign of Asa, Basha, king of Israel, came up against Judah, built Ramah, that he might let no one go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa brought, listen to this, silver and gold from the treasuries of the house of the Lord and of the king's house. If you go over to 1 Kings 15, all of it. He emptied, he emptied the treasuries of the house of God. He took it all. And he sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria. Syria, Syria, the enemy, Syria, the world, Syria, the people who aren't in covenant with God. Are you guys hearing it? And he sent it to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, who dwelt in Damascus saying, let there be a treaty between you and me as there was between my father and your father. See, I have sent you silver and gold. Come break your treaty with Basha, the king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. And what happened, y'all? Is, is a man who wants recklessly look to his God for deliverance. Look to himself and look to men. Look to money, look to politics, look to treaties, look to our own wisdom. And what happened was, was Ben-Hadad, he, he said, yeah, that's a great idea. And he went and he attacked other cities of King Basha of Israel and that building stopped and they left Ramah and Asa and all of Judah moved in. They took all the spoil and they built Mitzvah and, and Geba. They, milt, they built up two other cities. And from the outside looking in, you would go, success. You had a goal. You had an aim. You had a plan. You accomplished it. Well done. Two cities stronger, Right? Looks good. Looks good. And in seven, at that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, because you have relied on the king of Syria. This is what I don't want us to do, church. This is what I don't want us to do. Because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord your God. Therefore, the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand where the Ethiopians and the, the Luban or the, or the Libyans, not a huge army with very many chariots and horsemen, yet because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on, you shall have wars. This is where looking to men will lead. This is where looking to a person this is where looking to a party, this is where looking to a man-made solution will lead. This is where only having eyes for the outcomes that we desire will lead, 
right here. From now on, you're gonna have wars. And what you perceive to be a victory, that one that you went and you, you begged and you groveled with and you bankrupted the house of God to, to give to him to, to, because he was, he was so much more powerful, he had so much more ability than you that you would do that, that one has escaped your hand. Don't miss this church. That one right there, the king of Syria, that army, that was aces. God gave that to him. That was his inheritance. That man was his slave. Did you get it? Did you get it? That man was his prisoner. And he, and he sought refuge and he sought deliverance and he sought help and he sought rescue and he sold himself to the one that God had ordained him to rule over. This is where it leads. He didn't, have, he didn't have a heart to hear that prophecy. He got anger. He got anger. He got, he got enraged. He threw, that, he threw that prophet in prison. He oppressed. He started oppressing his people. He got a severe disease in his feet. And it says, even in his disease, he didn't seek the Lord. He sought physicians. To his dying day, he looked to men and, and not to God. Brennan, what does that have to do with success? It's not outcomes, church. We can't get caught up in outcomes. We can't get caught up in plans and purposes and men's timing and men's solutions and, and our desired outcomes. Success is what pleases God. Success is the eyes of the Lord. They run to and fro throughout the whole earth so that he might show himself strong on the behalf of one whose heart is loyal to him. What's success? A devoted heart. What's success? Looking, looking to him. He calls this enough. Here's the question that's, that's resounding in me so loud. What, what is enough for God, will I allow that to be enough for me? Right? Will I allow what, what God's aim is and God's goal is and, and God's vision is which, is, which is, which is his people, which is this church, which is his church, looking and saying, Lord, it's a, it's a, it's a huge army that's coming against us, but we rest on you. We know who you are. It's nothing for you to help. Don't let man prevail against you. Success, right? If I came into this message Trusting in the Lord, success before I started. Regardless of how it goes, regardless of whether it's clean, regardless of what me or you think of it. Success. What if we could live from that place? Brandon, why? That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Well, in John 6, Jesus, Jesus had just fed the multitudes, come across the lake, walked on water, and they said, they said, Lord, when'd you get here? And he said, don't seek the food that perishes. You're not seeking me because of the miracles. You're seeking me because I fed you. And they said, what do we have to do to work the works of God? Isn't that your question, church? Isn't that my question? Isn't that success to us? Isn't that what we feel like? If we could just do this and that and the power of God and, and, and the outpouring and this response and if this leader would line up and this person and, and we do our jigsaw puzzle, you know what Jesus said to them? This is the work of God, believe. This is the work of God, believe in the one that is sent. Could it, could it really be that simple? It's so simple, we miss it. 
And Jesus was so simple, they missed him too. And he said, what you're looking for, it's here. The kingdom of God, it's among you. It's here. Stop missing it. Could it really be that we're poised for success perfectly in this moment? Could it really be that our opportunity for success is as great as it's always been? And we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to be intimidated about. We have nothing to be discouraged by because success has ceased to be about outcomes. And success rather is something well within our control, right? I started out with, he trips us up because he gets us thinking about everything outside of our control. Could it be that your success is 100% within your control as God defines it? That's amazing to me. I'm so encouraged there. I can come alive right there. Why? Because it doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what happens. I don't make light of it, y'all. I know we're navigating a lot. I know it's difficult. We are just, our opportunity for success is, is in no way diminished. You go, Brandon, what are you saying? Your opportunity for success did not diminish when COVID happened. Your opportunity for success does not diminish no matter what the politics are. Your opportunity for success doesn't matter how much is true on the news or how much is fake on the news. Your opportunity for success does not depend on what happens with, with, with the racial mess that's going on, with the protests that are going on, with, with, with the outcome of the elections, right? Trump is not God's deliverer. Why? Because it ties it to a man. It's too narrow, right? If he's God's deliverer, I don't have to trust God. I can trust him. It gets us looking toward men. That will never be the solution. That will always end up this way. Without faith, it's impossible. With faith, we can please God right now in the season we're in with so much uncertainty, with so much difficulty. Isn't it encouraging to know this Sunday morning, JP, you can please God. You can be successful 100%. Gosh, it sounds like a sales gimmick at this point, right? Like simple success guarantees success every time. That's what you're hearing. Michelle Brown, right? As you figure out what the heck is going on with school and how you're gonna parents, your kids, and still get an education, and, and you're poised for success. It's perfect. Why? Because you can believe God. Because you can say, Father, I have no idea, but I know this. I know who you are. I have no idea, right? I need wisdom, and I know you have wisdom, and I know you'll give it. I know that you're enough for me to have peace. I know, God, that I haven't worked in, in three months, or this or that, or that's happening. I don't know what's going to happen with the company. We don't know what's going to happen with the elections. And, and we can be successful right there, 100%, perfectly, right? What happens if we go into a bigger trial than we're coming out of? Success, at least the opportunity, right? Who will go and who will not? I don't know. What I know is that, is that the circumstance does not determine my ability for success. We need this church. We need this, right? We don't need to walk around with our heads low. We don't need to walk around looking down. We don't need to walk around feeling like victims. We don't need to walk around in fear because we have 
opportunity for complete success. Brandon, really? Really? That's all you got? That's all I've got. That's as impressive as it gets. Lean in. It's enough. Lean in. It's enough. Lean into the word. Lean into prayer. Lean into worship. Lean into community. Lean in, lean in, lean in. It has always been enough. It's enough right now. It will always be enough. There's never a day coming when it won't be enough because there's never a day coming where he won't be enough. And when you take a solution this simple, it makes it all about him and nothing about you. When I was in college, I had a Hebrew professor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish right here. You guys can come up and we're gonna pray. You know what we're gonna do for the next 10, 15 minutes, church? We're gonna lean in. Are you scared? Right? It's, we're gonna lean in. We're gonna do this. Why? Nothing else matters. We're gonna pray. We're gonna cry out to God. We're gonna say, we don't know the answer. You are the answer. You know the answer. You're enough. You're enough. I had a Hebrew professor when I was in school in my senior year. His name was Dr. Vance. Scary guy. Those guys are really smart, super intimidating. And uh, in my senior year, he said, he said, Brandon, I want you to graduate with honors. And I said, okay, great. What, is, what, what does that mean? What's entailed? And he said, well, I had written a senior paper on the development of the New Testament canon, so about a 90-page paper. And he said, well, <clears throat> we try to tear it apart and you defend it. And I said, I'm not interested. <laughs> and he said, no, you're gonna do it. And I said, yes, sir. And I remember, this has meant so much to me, y'all. This is my heart. This is my heart. I remember leading up to that day and that panel I was so worried. I was, I was almost physically sick. And I was just wrestling with the Lord. And I was just crying through it and, and saying, help me. What's going on right now? This doesn't happen to me a lot. I don't worry myself sick a lot. And he said, Brandon, what are you so afraid of? And I said, well, looking like an idiot and, and getting up there and having, having no answers and, and, just, and just them having a field day with me and, and the whole thing failing. And this is what he said. You have, you have no control over any of that. And he said, can you just trust me in the process? And I said, yes, Lord. I can trust you in the process. And he said, then, then let that be success to you. I've gone back to that, I've gone back to that, I've gone back to that, over and over, right? The reason we can, we can hold our heads high in who our God is is because we can trust him in the process. And if you'll, if you'll let God redefine success for you from your desired outcomes to his desired outcomes, Then you can go, ah, oh, I can't control that, I can't control that, I can't control that, I can't control that, but I can control this right here, right now, today, tomorrow, next day, next week, next month, next year, right here. I trust you. 
I trust you. And because I trust you, I'm successful. No one can take that away from me. You receive that? Does that encourage you? Good. Good. Let's stand. It's 10.09, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to start off prayer. And then I've asked a couple of folks to, to come up and, and just lead us in prayer. These are some of the things that, 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 are, that, are, that are on, on my heart right? Obviously all that is, hey Zane, hey Zane. Obviously all that is COVID, like Lord protect us, be a shield about us, right? You're enough for us there. Health. I want to pray for that. I want to pray for wisdom for the church, a right response for the church, wisdom and courage for the people of God. To see him and follow him. To see him and follow him. I don't care about anything else. Nothing else matters. I want to pray that in. I want to pray for what's going on in schools and moms and dads and students. Our, our children's lives have been changed. Right? I've got a daughter going to school in a class where she's the only one. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for provision. We need to lean in. We need to pray for racial and social justice and healing and this unity that we talked about not long ago for us to love each other and see each other the way that God does for justice. We need to pray. What better can we do on a Sunday morning? This moment will be much better and what I can teach or preach. Leaning in. A heart devoted. This is the work of God. Believe. Believe. Thanks for joining us today for our podcast. Eastside Church exists to help people encounter Jesus, be equipped to grow and engage their community. For more information, please go to our website at eastsidechurch.co.